This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, nuclear weapons are quite different from other weapons of war because they carry enormous destructive power in a very small package. A nuclear weapon, weighing about a quarter of a tonne, can release as much energy as exploding 1.2 million tonnes of TNT. That's a multiplication factor of about 5 million. Now, TNT is a very powerful but conventional explosive, and it's used as a baseline reference. A very small nuclear weapon has the explosive yield of about 1,000 tonnes of TNT, one kiloton, while the biggest nuclear detonation ever was about 50 million tonnes of TNT, 50 megatons. The countries currently with nuclear weapons are the USA, Russia, China, France, the United Kingdom, India, Pakistan, North Korea and Israel. During the Cold War, the combined numbers of US and Soviet nuclear weapons reached about 70,000. Today, that number has dropped to about 13,000 nuclear weapons globally, most of them held by the USA and Russia. That's still enough to end civilization as we know it. These weapons are either ready to explode immediately, or they need a little work to fully activate them. Only two nuclear weapons have ever been exploded in war. In 1945, in Japan, at Hiroshima, 15 kilotons, and Nagasaki, 20 kilotons. Some 200,000 people died as a result. Despite this terrifying impact, development of bigger nuclear weapons continued, and some 2,100 nuclear weapons have been exploded in tests, with a total yield of over 600 megatons of TNT. Australia wasn't immune. About a dozen nuclear tests were secretly carried out by the British government in Australia between 1952 and 1963. Nuclear weapons are divided into two main categories, tactical and strategic. Tactical nuclear weapons are smaller, usually under 100 kilotons, and they're intended for use on the battlefield. They can be used as nuclear artillery against ground targets, such as bridges or dams, or against aircraft or submarines. The strategic nuclear weapons tend to have a higher explosive power. Their targets are usually military bases, economic and energy infrastructures, and civilian populations. So let's look at three real-life possibilities and the possible fallout. And let's start with a single so-called strategic strike of a 300-kiloton nuclear weapon on a major city. The immediate release of gamma rays, neutrons and other radiation would instantly kill everybody within a kilometre or two of the site of impact, euphemistically called Ground Zero. 
about one-third of the explosive energy comes out as light and heat. People and places up to 13 kilometres away from ground zero would burn. And then there's the blast wave, travelling through the atmosphere, which accounts for about half of the explosive power. This blast wave would suddenly increase the atmospheric pressure by about a third, at distances up to about five kilometres from ground zero. This would destroy domestic houses, demolish city skyscrapers, and kill most people that it hit. Within a millionth of a second after the explosion, X-rays and gamma rays are emitted with such energy that the air itself would be superheated into a fireball so hot that the very atoms would be broken apart into electrons, nuclei and subatomic particles. The fireball would rise, becoming the head of the terrifying mushroom cloud. Inside the mushroom cloud are very radioactive atoms, which will be carried downwind until they eventually drop down to ground level. This nuclear fallout can contaminate thousands of square kilometres downwind of the detonation site. In summary, a single 300 kiloton nuke warhead over a major city would kill about a million people almost immediately and another two million would be left with serious injuries by the end of the first day. Everybody within a few kilometres of the explosion site would be dead. Our second scenario is a local nuclear war, for example, between India and Pakistan. Let's assume that about 100 nuclear weapons, each about 15 kilotons, are launched. Here we have a minimum of 27 million deaths. But a full nuclear war between the USA and Russia would involve about 4,000 nuclear weapons with an average yield of around 100 kilotons. The immediate deaths would total about a third of a billion people. The smoke from the enormous number of fires after a full-scale nuclear war could inject millions of tonnes of soot into the atmosphere, cooling the entire planet, the so-called nuclear winter. By itself, the soot from a global nuclear war could deplete 75% of all of the ozone. Now, this would lead to a tropical UV index at ground level higher than 35 To put that in perspective, when the UV index is 12, just 15 minutes of sun exposure causes sunburn. The changed climate and widespread radioactive contamination would lead to the collapse of societies around the world. It's estimated that two years after a global nuclear war, famine and other flow-on effects could kill over half the world's population. One would hope that human beings are smart enough to realise that such destruction is pointless. There are no winners in a nuclear contest. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. 
Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.